Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pucks on the Dasher, a hockey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Glass, and with me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Hebner. Hey, hey. What up? Uh, lots up. Um, mm-hmm. I, watched, uh, I watched a documentary. Um, okay. Actually, I watched one and a half documentaries. Uh-huh. Uh, I watched a good documentary on uh, Rolling Stone writer Ben Fung Torres. Have you ever heard of him? Nope. Uh, there's a movie called Almost Almost Famous that Cameron Crowe made at one point that was kind of semi-autobiographical. And one of the main characters is Ben Fung Torres, who was this young Chinese-American writer um, who made a name for himself in Rolling Stone basically when they first started. Uh, and he's one of the most well-known writers in rock um, as far as covering people, he wrote tons of books. I watched a documentary on him. It was pretty good. Uh, nothing too exciting, just kind of basic stuff. But I was kind of interested to know what else there was about him. And then I watched part of a documentary uh, on <laughs> on uh, pilots in Vietnam. What? Because um, I never really saw a documentary on just the pilot missions before. Um, so I started watching it and the problem with Amazon prime is I feel like they'll put any documentary on there. Um, I, I cannot, um, what the, the, the views of Adam on Amazon prime video are, are not those of my own. Um, and I cannot comment any further. Oh, right. Um, okay. So a random streaming service that I will not name. I was watching this documentary on. Uh, the interview sessions were not greatly lit. I thought it was a really awkward backdrop of pure black that they used for some reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything looked dark. Uh, and I got about a quarter or three quarters of the way through the documentary. And they got to the point in Vietnam era where the protests started, the anti-war protests. Uh, and they framed the protesters as turning their backs on the country and being enemies of the state. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I immediately turned the documentary off. Uh, there had already been a few things kind of leading up to that where I was kind of like, okay, I kind of, it's pretty pro, uh, yeah, the military here. And then they kind of dove that one. I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this now. Can't do it. Sorry. I don't need to know this much of it. There was a few cool stories from some of the, former pilots that were told but um they were yeah there's it was a really rough around the edges documentary i would say yeah. compared to the stuff that i usually like to watch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and then i watched jackass 4.5 which i saw that netflix was on netflix now, now. yeah yeah i almost watched it as a palate uh, cleanser yeah so basically what it is is the same thing they've done with the same thing they did with 3.5 which is like part deleted scene part behind the scenes documentary kind yep. of um, so it is kind of interesting from that perspective. I definitely laughed at a few of the cut sketches. Um, and it was funny to see that they had filmed. They just decided to do a two-day test day where they brought the cast back, whoever was coming back, plus the new people, just to see if it was going to work when the camera started rolling. And one of the first sketches they decided to do was a hot sauce enemas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just thinking about... A world in which people are like, oh, yeah, it's just a test day. Like, this might never be shown. And it's not in the movie. It was in 4.5, but it's in, like, it's not even a real sketch. It's just kind of like a thing they talk about doing on test day. And it's just like, this is, okay, sure. Yep. You're just like, I'll show up and just put hot sauce up my butt just for funsies. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I don't know. It's There's a lot of 
there's somehow more um more penises in 4.5 than there was in forever uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh, be prepared for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. If that awesome. is something, if the human body scares you, um, trigger warning on uh, the male penis. Um, or Jackass 4.5. Fun. Tyler, have you watched anything interesting before we get to the hockey stuff? I watched a doc last week called Our Father um, of a, about a man who was a fertility doctor who switched his own semen with the semen of potential fathers and fathered 95 children um illegally yeah i was gonna say that's like what form of sexual assault would that be it's actually not illegal that's i was gonna say it can't be probably because nobody's tried it before but yeah but it was uh pretty fucked it should be illegal that's for sure is it illegal now i don't yeah yeah i think so at the end there was like you know the the black screen white text type things but like at the very least that's fraud is it not it's it it is not it's not? No, because this was like it started back in the 70s. And. Oh, right. Wait, I got it. I got it. I figured it out, Tyler. Something what? was happening to women, so they ignored it. No, no, I no. Figured no. In it the out. 70s, I figured it out. In the 70s, when a when a single woman wanted to become uh, artificially inseminated, they would use random residents of the hospital to provide. There was no sperm, like dedicated sperm bank. So they so were just like jerk (laughs) really like yes they would extract from somebody the only caveat was that um like it wasn't like they weren't like having sex with them right no that's not what 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 part of artificial insemination like what part does that not make sense is it the artificial part they could define artificial artificial weirdly back then i don't know it was the 70s man hospital setting no and they promised these women that the same, like, guy wasn't used more than three times. To, but they wouldn't tell them who it was. It was just But they like, wouldn't tell them who it was. It's no, a guy. Anonymous. Well, obviously it was a guy, yes. Um, so, yeah, this guy fathered 95 children in a small Indiana, like, uh, Indianapolis, like, suburb kind of thing. Oh, and so wouldn't that lead to, like, yes. potential incest and stuff? Essentially, yes. And it was all about, like, 23andMe and how they're connecting all these people. And this oh. one girl is, like, the is like the welcome wagon for when people do 23andMe. And they're like, holy fuck, I have 95 siblings. She reaches out and she's like, I know this is weird. Wow. Here's what happens. And, like, people, it goes, like, through all of, like, there's, like, 20 of them. And it goes through all their story as to, like, how they dealt with it and how they found out and all that stuff. Um, and then, obviously, the like the court proceedings and how they tried to go after the guy. So did he like anything end up happening? Like, did, could they even sue him in civil court or something? Uh, they got him on like, like lying. He got, they got him on li- lying in a deposition essentially, but they didn't give him any jail time. The, uh, the judge fa- ruled in favor of him. Mm. Yeah, it was, re- you should watch it. It's a little infuriating, but you should also watch it because um, it is quite a good documentary. My dad recommended it, actually. Um, it uh, it was good. It was worth it. Huh. That sounds, yeah, I'm not sure. I I mean, it's an interesting, yeah, I mean, it's it's people's anguish. Like, they're pretty upset, obviously. <laughs> I tried to watch, look- um, have you watched that Jimmy Savile documentary no, on Netflix? No, that's a tough one. That's a t- I have to be in a right mental space for that one. So I got through the first episode because it basically just gives you a backstory on the guy. Yeah. And I didn't really know who he was. Oh. 
and then I got to the second episode and I heard the first victim story and I immediately was like, nope, out, nope, yeah. nope, no, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. Fuck that yeah. guy. Yeah. That's, oof. Yeah. And it was in plain sight. Like, that's the craziest part. Like, when you're watching the first episode, he is just laying it all out there for everyone. And they, nobody picks up on it. Like, he's just saying it out loud. Like, guess what? Got skeletons. Nobody seems to care. So I'm just going to, like, own them all out loud. And nobody's going to do anything about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Fun. (sighs) Celebrity, man. A lot of fun stuff going on, eh? A lot of fun stuff. And since it's hockey, we also have to talk about racism. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, this, this has been a weird week. Just in the world but yeah the hockey the hockey so, world has also not been shielded by it even though we're in a great second round right now uh yeah the second round's been kind of uh i find a lot of times the second round can sometimes be a letdown because a lot of teams yes. come in hot out of the first round and yeah. just get steamrolled like um as we'll Florida talk Panthers. about <laughs> Uh, but let's start, since uh, I did bring up, unfortunately, racism in hockey again, uh, the Colorado Avalanche and St. Louis Blues. Uh, the Avalanche now lead the series 3-1 uh, after Nazem Kadri put up a hat trick uh, in the ultimate fuck you to St. Louis, um, which I very much madly respect. <laughs> if you... I have so many feelings on this. Like, if you think in any circumstance that you should be reaching out to a pro athlete via social media to talk shit, you are a fucking loser. Like there is no situation where that is commendable to do. Like you don't matter to anybody and you just need to scream, you know, the most hateful shit into the void. And it's, it's, I'm glad that the, the cadres, because I think it was his wife who actually did it. Uh, I, I'm glad they um, I'm glad they call these people out because it, it, there needs to be more accountability with with stuff like this. Like you can't just scream into the void on the into the Internet like that's not um, we have to be better as a society in that case, <laughs> like where like the Internet is not like this lawless space where you can just say whatever you want. Well, like, we, it, need, it, we just need somebody to buy Twitter and then they can make sure that, you know, everything's cool <laughs> it was Instagram. But sure. Um, and they can't, you can't, like, you understand that these social media giants can't monitor direct messages for obvious reasons. Like, it uh, can't be done. I am kind of annoyed that Bennington was not fined, at least, for throwing the water bottle. That bothers me a little bit. Yeah, that's, and, and hey, especially you know he, knowing his background. You know what bothers me even more? That what? the St. Louis Blues haven't, dis, like, haven't made a statement about it at all. But they're not going to, because what fans but are their own show fans. Up? They need their fans, buddy. Not every St. Louis Blues fan's a dirty racist. No, but enough Penguins are. I I don't think enough of them. Are. No, I don't think that that's true. I they're think Mike. They're Michael Jordaning it. Well, Republicans buy sneakers too, buddy. It says something about the team that they would just let that slide. I mean, it says something about the coach who's known to say certain things on the ice back in his day. Yep, and he also didn't comment either. Nope, like and he won't. How how is hockey for everyone? It's not Tyler, right? Like if it's you're never not gonna, been, which is, <laughs> but I know, but like why why even say it? Like, it's, why even, yeah, but they're placating. That's what a corporation does now. It placates. It says the words. It doesn't do the deeds. Is it virtue signaling? Is that what that That's is? That's all it is. Okay. 
it's not any it's like one or two players are probably okay and then other than that it's just a shit show it's at least sad, man. there it's might really be sad. one like if Lou Prokop makes the NHL at least there might finally be one openly gay NHL or that's at least a step forward like I, I feel so bad for what he's gonna have to go through on the ice but and and like if you want to be mad at Nazem Kadri for running Bennington and he's he has a reputation of doing stuff of that nature you can be mad but you can't be racist and mad like that's that's not um you can be mad too, but I saw that play. I watched it a few times. It wasn't even obviously that bad. I'm a Leafs fan. Like I know Kadri's friggin' history. It wasn't bad. It was fine. No, it uh, wasn't. Any other he, like it wasn't over the it wasn't crazy or suspendable. No, and I don't even he it's not like he did it um like, like he was pushed. He didn't in. do it like Pasternak did, where no. like he just flew no, into the guy it. on his own, right? Like in in even Or even Lucic on Smith. I think that one was a little worse personally. That was, yes. well, that's what I'm saying. It was, yes. that was totally worse, but yeah. he didn't even get suspended or anything. No, but at the same time, like there is justification for Mike Smith making a last second spin and Lucic not having time because he sucks at skating to be able to well, yeah. you know, pivot. But like, like the Pasternak thing was like pretty blatant where, you know, you went out of your way to hit the guy and, um, with this situation, it's like you're driven into the net, and the guy who actually hit the goalie was was his own defenseman. Yeah, it wasn't like he went in alone. So uh, I don't. It was a crazy. And then you also have the Barbashev hit on friggin' Sam Gerard that broke his sternum. <laughs> and nobody seems to be like up in arms about that one. I thought that one was pretty dirty personally, but. Um, I don't know. There's been a lot of weird hits. Like there was, I don't know if you've watched any of the Rangers game that's on right now as we're playing. It's two nothing in the second period for the Rangers. Truba hit uh, Max Domi in a very like he he hit him in the head, but Domi was like partially falling, and it looked like he was trying to get low. Like it was a really weird bang bang play, and then obviously some guy on the Hurricanes jumped in and they had to fight. But like there's just been a lot of really like hard to judge hits. I think this uh playoff run there's been like there's been a few like okay like that was a really dirty hit and it shouldn't have happened but like a, a few of them a lot of them are like have been pretty like bang bang where it's it's really hard to tell either way whether it was dirtier or clean uh the gerard hit watching that at, there's a bunch of replays where you see it at like slow-mo and it looks kind of bad when you watch that hit at full speed it sounds and looks like a car crash well i mean like the guy broke his sternum like that has there has to be impact for that to happen right and like he doesn't hit him into the boards the boards is what stops him from moving do you know what i mean yeah he does i I just i just didn't like the placement of it personally but and like it was was a little far away where it made it even worse like if that was close to the boards he just kind of gets pancaked and it's fine but he's far enough away that he's shooting him hard into the boards yeah uh okay so the avalanche are now up 3-1 in the series uh i think that with bennington now out and he was playing pretty well uh, i think this one's pretty much over i think st louis has already gotten too distracted by trying to fight everything um and I think the Colorado just sees blood in the water and they desperately need to get out of the second round. Uh, yeah, this would be a nice win for them. Uh, I just narrowly missed it being a tie after game after four games with our oh, bets. Oh, right, betting. Yeah, it was not, that not, to, not to like pivot to that, but at the no, same time. No, we're going like, to talk about it. We can talk about it per series. 
I do think I do think that series is is probably over the next game. Yeah. Which will then have me losing the Blues bet that I made. Um, Yeah, I mean, Huso looks like shit. (laughs) Well, he hasn't played in a while. He looked like shit at the beginning of the playoffs in the other series. Yeah, that's true. Like, he just doesn't look There's a reason he wasn't playing. Yeah, over in, and Bennington was. So, yeah, I mean, like, do we really think Bennington was going to be the difference maker in this series? Well, he had to be for them to win. Yeah, but probably not. He probably wouldn't have been, but for yeah. them to win, then you'd probably look back on it and be like, wow, Bennington went 950 or whatever. For sure. Yeah, and it would have been seven games. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure the only bets I have are Blues Futures, so... Uh, yeah, I actually don't have yours written down. You just told me them verbally, so... Yeah, I have it. I have it up in front okay. of me, and all I have is... All the new stuff I have is not from the series, yeah. and it's all old stuff, which is still just Blues Futures. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on to the other uh, Western Conference matchup. Uh, we have the Battle of Alberta, the Flames versus the Oilers. What a uh, series. Oh. Insane series. Uh, Brady Kachuk uh, isn't allowed to cheer for his brother or drink beer, uh, according to Twitter. Um, so that sucks for him because it looks that like he was for, having a, looks like he was having a really good time. So Budweiser gave him a sponsorship based off of that. Yeah, he had Tyler. He had... Double pockets and was holding. Yeah, he's, <laughs> like, he's awesome. He was going. That's fucking for it. awesome. That's my cap. That that would be my captain if I were the Sens. <laughs> uh, if I were the Sens fans, I would be like, this is the best thing that's happened to our franchise since Daniel Alfredson <laughs> faked throwing his stick into the crowd. <laughs> we have uh, somebody with personality leading our team. Let's go. Yeah, w- uh, what a series though. I, I'm actually upset because they play tonight and it's it starts at 9:30 and I've obviously got to work the next day because i really do want to want to try and watch every uh every game of this series and i've watched most of the three games prior like prior to tonight uh, man edmonton like Connor mcdavid man i i know you were ta- talking a little bit of shit last last week but you have to admit like this guy is another he's he's on another level uh he is on a completely other level um but Man, I I it's hard to see the Flames winning this series now. Ooh. I, I just really didn't I watched some of game three in a bar. Um and there was an Oilers fan. Not I wasn't with them, but there was an Oilers fan there and there was a Flames fan there, and the Flames uh-huh. fan was not talking and the Oilers fan was being very loud. Yep. Um about everything. And every time and that was the Kane Hattrick game. Yep. And every time Kane scored and this guy lost his mind, I just saw Kane on the screen and I was just like, I can't do this. I can't. What I am I doing? I couldn't I do it. Like, I couldn't. I'm so glad he wasn't on my team because I was just like, I couldn't do it. And my buddy who I was with, he's like, why? What's the big deal? And I kind of like ran through everything, not in a way that's like, oh, he's an asshole. I was like, here's all the stuff I know about him. Like, here we go. And then I yeah. showed him the picture of Bufflin giving him the finger. <laughs> I was like, this is what his teammates think of him. He, um... uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's you can't. It's it's hard, man. There's a lot of piece of shit NHL players that are playing really good in these playoffs. Oh, and like, Tyler. At the end of the day, that's that's what it is. Like he's not a good person, but like at the same time, he's looks really good with McDavid and Drysdale. Oh. Like better than anyone they've ever. When he pulled. scored his hat trick goal, he skated around and he pulled a hat off his head. I know. I, it was the Zidane. and I almost threw up all over the bar. Yeah, no, I know. It was a well. He does the. He's a Selly guy. 
I know I he's like a Selly guy. I like the Sellies. I can't lie. I like Sellies too, but I just don't. I can't. Oh, you you have to. You hate. Yeah, you, you love to hate him. And I I don't want to like McDavid already because I just like seeing the chaos that is the best player in hockey, like being on a crappy team all the time. But like the fact that now he's having success in the playoffs and it's basically because Kane's. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Shit, and he's still putting up yeah. four assists in a period, breaking records. It's, it's wild. It's it's been it's been a really good series so far. Uh, Flames basically need this one tonight, or I think that's probably I mean, it. They're on rink then, so they'd be in trouble. But I would think that they probably win tonight. I want to see this go seven so bad. Yeah, seven seven overtime, and then like Lucic scores. No, McDavid just absolutely takes the puck from behind his own net and just goes end to end no <laughs> an all-timer like best goal ever oh god that would be awesome want some garbage player to score like through 20 guys off a skate uh okay do you have any bets on the flames or Oilers series <sighs> yes i do i have mcdavid futures for con Smythe and for the oilers winning the cup which are uh, looking okay i guess i'm not talking much about Consmith until we get a little later into it or teams are eliminated but i have calgary wins game one and loses series which is um stands to potentially be true yep that looks and that might be looking pretty good after tonight so okay uh hurricanes at rangers uh, we got two one and OT for the Rangers, uh, two nothing or two one and OT for the Canes in Game One, two nothing for the Canes in Game Two, then three one for the Rangers in Game Three, and then Tyler, what is the current score? Uh, it's two nothing. Two uh, nothing for the and Rangers. We're in the second. Yeah, it, the it, this is the battle, very much like Carolina's first series um, in Round One, uh, the battle of whoever has home ice wins. Because that's what's like, it has been night and day between when they're in Carolina to now when they're in New York. Like New York looks like, like they're skating Carolina into the, into the dust. Um, It looks like a very big matchup series. And again, like no matter what I lose, whoever, whoever wins this series, I lose and also win at the same time. So it's tough for me to like cheer against them either team, either way, but um it's been it's been again probably behind calgary and edmonton as the the best second round series i would say uh definitely uh, a lot of spiciness uh with this series you could say for sure uh the teams apparently just don't like each other for some reason Mm -hmm. yeah tony d'angelo's getting booed every time he touches the puck in new new york which is awesome but Uh, yeah it's fun times I okay. I have this is probably the one series that I've actually watched the least amount of. I'm trying mm-hmm. to flip it on every now and then, uh, but yeah, it has been a close one. Okay, this is the one. Oh, Hurricanes Rangers bets. Did you have anything here? Uh, the series going to basically going to seven games was my bet. Series going to seven. Okay, yeah. so that could probably still happen. Well, I mean, if the will. home team wins every time, yeah, then it you're will. fine. <laughs> Uh, okay, one bet that I think you chirp me a little bit for um, that I was taking my long shot on thinking, okay, one of these second round series is going to be a sweep. I'm going to go mm-hmm. with the team with the most experience in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I turned out to be right. Uh, mm-hmm. The 
team who scored basically four goals a game during the regular season scored three goals in a four-game series. Wow. Uh, the Florida Panthers getting swept by the Lightning. Uh, Vasilevsky basically deciding that he was going to win four games. Uh, and the Panthers went all in this year. Chariot, uh, Giroux, everything else. Duclair was benched for game four in favor of uh, Joe Thornton, which I thought was a bold choice. Yeah, this this series is horrible for hockey. I really wanted to see Florida like do their run and gun thing all the way to a final, but of course that cannot happen. And everyone's gonna point to Corey Perry and Pat Maroon when in actuality it's uh, th- four Hall of Famers probably on this <laughs> team, maybe five with Corey if you consider Corey Perry a, a Hall. Corey of Famer. Perry has to get in the Hall of Fame, right? It'll be let's count them out. You got Headman easily, Vasilevsky yep. probably, yep. Steven Stamkos. Now I think you could say yeah, is uh, yes. yeah, probably that's three. Um, he was Perry. one of the better goal scorers in his Perry generation. would be four, and then Braden Point. Oh, you don't think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer with? He's got to uh, at least win a, potentially three a scoring cups. title or something. Potentially three cups, a, a great shutdown center. He'll probably win a Selkie at some point. Uh, uh, he's borderline, especially to me. with Bergeron leaving. I don't know. I think he 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 the playoff performances alone like have been have been worth it. Uh, at three for sure, like three probably slam dunks. Yeah. Um, and a forward, a defense, and a goalie. So that's yeah. kind of what you want. Yeah. Uh, what do you do if you're the Panthers? Do you bring the coach back? Do you dip into the free agent market of all these guys that are now available? Um, do you believe the strip club story, Tyler? No, I don't. Without photo evidence in 2022, I don't believe the strip club story, no. Uh, we're going to was... break some news right now. Yeah. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs were at Nikki's Roadhouse, uh, just outside of lovely Woodstock, Ontario, okay. uh, the night before some important game. I don't, I'm not going to say which one. I don't want to give too much away. Okay. Uh, the players there were, uh, let's see something non-specific, uh, a Matthews. No, that's two. How about Austin M and, and Mitch M. Okay. Uh, hey, hey. Bud. Yep. I don't know where you're going with this, but I'm not going anywhere with it. It's I appreciate dumb. the bit. I'm basically just doing what those idiots did. Yeah. And then going on Twitter and apparently defending myself for some stupid reason. Yeah, no, I, I in it's 2022. If, if people are actually at a bar, take a picture of them and I'll totally believe you. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's no way that you could say that they're there and not have a photo, a photo evidence of it in some way. Uh, Okay, so even okay, let's assume they were there. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. It's three uh, players, they, not the whole team. Yeah, exactly. It could what have been it, three sc- scratches, dude. It could have been three black aces. Like we don't been, know who it was. It we, could have been the coach, Thorpe? the GM, and the owner. It doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> That'd be funny. Like they're just letting off steam. They're down three zero, Tyler. They no, thought they just, were gonna have better stuff. I. Yeah, I, what do I do if I'm the Panthers? Your original question, I think you probably run it back with minimal changes, I would you say. Bring, you definitely bring back Joe Thornton, right? No, definitely not. <laughs> and you you maybe, like, I mean, Lundell and Listerine having another year under their belt, they're going to only be better, I would assume. Um, I think you've got a mix there that works. 
I don't know what their free agent situation is, um, to be honest with you, but I think you bring back as many people as you can. It's a president's choice winning or president's choice. Jesus president's trophy winning team. Uh, the, the um, Tampa Bay lightning were president's trophy winners before they won their for their first of two cups. Right. It, it's how it happens. Sometimes, sometimes you need to learn to lose before you can win. Wow. Important message there. Well, uh, that's how it was, man. We, we always forget no, how Tampa you. was regarded before you. they won. Oh, they can't win a bunch of, it's like the way people talk about Colorado now or the Leafs or the Leafs, but the, but with, they had more playoff success than the Leafs. I'm sorry, but they did. Um, but yeah, like this is just how it is for you to become a perennial, uh, Stanley cup contender, right? You, you have to go through a lot of the losses or sometimes you're San Jose or Boston where you make it to the cup final almost all the time and, you know, choke it away. Do you sign Claude Giroux? Yeah, I, I probably would. Okay. If if you can make it work, yes. I would assume they're trading Anthony Duclair if they're going to scratch him in a playoff game. They scratch... Whoa, wait a second. They scratch him in game four? They tra- I told you, they scratch him in game four so they could play Thornton. Why Duclair? He's been great. Okay, I sorry. I, I didn't pay attention to this series after it was 2 nothing. I was like, yeah, this is. They look like shit. This is over. I had betting interests, so I watched yeah. a few of the games. <laughs> Why? So did Ryan Lomberg play? Lomberg and Thornton played, and they scratched Duclair, and I forget who else. Oh, and Hornquist played too, I think. Jeez. Yeah, probably bring a new coach in. I would say. <laughs> uh, okay. So betting wise, uh, I have futures on Tampa now with the yeah. cup, and I also. One uh, an insane bet where I put money on Tampa going up 3-0. <laughs> yeah, fun. Good for uh, you. I lost my bet, which was Panthers 3-0 after Game Three. So I had Tampa uh, 3-0, which was at plus 1,000. Uh, so on a two-dollar bet, I think I won what 20 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Sweet. I'll get to the numbers at some point. That might put but... me back up now. Probably. Man, if I would have made that a $5 bet, that would have been... Yeah, that would have been a nice little payoff. That would have been a pretty nice little payoff there. Yeah, this is the problem with betting. You always you always feel like you bet too too little when you win. Oh, I also had Tampa winning the series from behind, which obviously didn't happen, but that yeah. was a hedge, so... Yeah. Uh, and then I have Rangers and Canes finishing in five, which is still technically possible. Um, yeah, if Carolina comes back in this game, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Still technically possible. Um, I mean, anything's possible. But That's yeah. true. Uh, speaking of not possible, it will not poss- be possible for Rick Bonus to coach a game for the Dallas Stars next year. Good. Uh, as he stepped down and both of his or all of his assistants were also uh, let go. <laughs> Two years too late. Uh, they made the cup final. Yeah, they should have let him go after that. Do they? Oh, that makes sense. What are yep. you, Lou Lamorello? <laughs> that's what should have. That's what should have happened. <laughs> Everybody was saying that. Has been saying that for the, at least when they struggled the next year. Like, yeah, it's, let this guy go. <laughs> like, it's the, the 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 coaching mantra is just not there. So I hope they get a good coach and you know maybe turn things around. Dallas got some good players. Uh, so another coaching. Did we talk about DeBoer getting fired last week? No, I don't think we did. 
Okay, oh, wait, so maybe we did. I, I can't remember if we talked about it or You're not. You're the host. I'm just here. I, yeah, I know. I just it, The playoffs screw everything up news-wise. Um, Good. But DeBoer also got fired, so there are a ton of jobs out there. Bye. See you never. Actually, probably see you next year. Oh, he's going to uh, be on a bench for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we have, what, Paul Maurice, DeBoer, Trotz, uh, Vino. I don't know if Paul Maurice is Babcock, Quinville. Yeah, lots of there's lots of co- and lots there's of guys, lots you of don't guys know. out there. And lots of AHL guys you don't know. Yeah, and lots of guys that are probably better that we don't know. Yeah. Uh it'll be interesting to see where Tr- I think Trotz is going to have to be the first domino for sure. And then we'll everybody else will kind of figure it out after that. Yeah. I agree. Okay, trades, not trades. What? Not trades at all. No. Signings. We have to talk about signings. Trades? Trades. Yeah, we're going to talk about a few trades. Uh, the <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs have acquired Brian Leach from the New York Rangers. Perfect. For, wow. uh, okay, we have a few signings to talk about. Okay. Hit me with them. Uh, we have... I don't know how far back to go, so... To last week? How about May? What? We okay. haven't done it in a while. Yeah, but then they're just... Okay, go ahead. Okay, May, May 9th, 29-year-old Jacob Magna. Okay, no, next. Two years, 700... Next. What? With who? With who? Who's he even played for? Columbus? Oh, that's fun. Okay, two years, uh, 762.5 uh, per year. Uh, who does he play for? Columbus. No. All I think about is J- when I see Jason Magna is Columbus or Pittsburgh. That's it. He doesn't play for any other teams. Okay, either. here's a hint. Uh, he was signed by the same team that on the same day signed 28-year-old Alexander Barabanov to a two-year, oh, $2.5 million really? contract. He's playing in San Jose? Fuck. Tyler, <laughs> how did Jose Alex Barabanov get $2.5 million per year? He's good, man. He's actually low-key pretty good. Oh. Yeah. I, I, owned him in fantasy him I owned him in fantasy a few times this year, actually. For like spot starts, he actually had a pretty good year. 28 could be 29 next year. Uh, is he a potential breakout candidate in fantasy teller? I don't know if I don't know if breakout candidate is the right word, but he like serviceable, but like NHL. last round pick guy, serviceable NHL depth. No, I wouldn't be picking very many okay. people from San Jose outside of the, the big guys, but I'm just saying like he's a good NHL signing, but he plays top six for them. Okay, we have 25 year old Jacobs Borrell. Uh, two Whoa. years, one point one three seven five hundred. Famously better than Thomas Shabbat, according to Draft Capital. Uh, way better. Come on. <laughs> yeah, sweet. I mean, I guess cheaper than guys, Shabbat. Definitely, yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, I don't think he's gonna be amount to he's very much. Fine. He's yeah. a depth defenseman, probably. Yep. Uh, okay, I've never heard of this guy. Do you have any information on a 27-year-old Gustav Rydell who signed a one-year 750K contract no. with this team? No. The New York Rangers? No. No idea. Uh, we'll skip that guy then. How about 29-year-old Nick Steeler signing a two-year $775,000 per year contract with... Is that with Minnesota? No. Seattle? No. He played with Minnesota at one point. He could play with a lot of teams, but he didn't sign there. Sealer, uh, Philly. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, next up. What, sure. Go ahead. Nah, I was just going to say, like, again, depth defenseman. Can't fight sure. the Sealer. 
<laughs> um, okay. Next up, uh, Jonas Corpusalo, 28 years old, uh, one year, 1.3 million by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, that is a, oh my God, my value is cratered. I need another year to figure it out. Uh, his value has never been good, so I don't. Know. I would argue. I would argue after that, um, the Leaf series that it was pretty good. Yeah, they should have traded him then. They should have. Yeah, but that's not. That's probably could have traded him to the Leafs. <laughs> I mean, at one point five, they would probably take it, but they'd probably take it right now. Yeah, probably. Brazdick for Corpy Salo. Let's go straight up. Okay, this is a deal I actually want to talk to you a, a little okay. bit about in length. 30-year-old Brian Rust, six years, 5.125,000 per year. How old Under, is he again? He is 30. Six years. He basically signed the Zach Hyman contract. Actually, Hyman might be a little more. Hyman probably is a little more. I think Hyman was like higher five. Yeah. This is an interesting one because the, the the mainstream media, if you will, fake news. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but like all of the big publications and reporters are saying, this is a, t- a, home count, a hometown discount. Um, this guy's really good. And he is really good. Um, been it was a keeper on my auction league team in year two. I don't have him anymore. But I don't love giving 30-year-olds six-year deals. Like... And even if it's um, even if it's team friendly cap hit wise, and even if he is a thirty goal scorer now, you're probably only getting what two years, maybe three out of this contract, and then you've got three years of probably not great production. Once like, Crosby's gone, they don't give a shit anyways. So that's three years. Yeah, I I don't see Brian Russ being a usable player without a without a top line a top flight center. That like, and that's not even having to be Sidney Crosby or Yevgeny Malkin. Like, I just, I don't know. I guess to keep the guy, you give him a contract. But if you're Pittsburgh, aren't you trying to like maybe go after something different? I, I like Brian Russ. It's really hard for me to talk like this about him, but like, I don't like the, I don't like the term. The term is what you have to give up to get him under your cap. Yeah. To get him at that price. To get him again, at that price, they had to give him that value. All that, man, like you have Hextall and Burke there. Like these aren't guys that are waiting five years. Like they're winning a cup next year and they don't care about six years from now, five, because they're going to be gone anyways. Like they're they're signing a yeah. deal that they are not going to be there for the end of it. I guess. So you don't care. All you're saying is that we need this guy because if we lose him, we're worse and we can't bring a guy back as good as him because finding guys that fit with Crosby is tough. Yeah. Give them the money that fits under your cap. I see. Call I it see a hometown it discount. Burr, burr, burr. Yeah, you're making all good points. But I like City Crosby like just made this guy thirty million. <laughs> yeah. Well, you I mean he's a good player. He. I, oh, Rangers just scored three nothing. Submit a Um. I I like the player. I just. I just. It's almost for sure going to end poorly. And like you're saying, maybe that's by design. I just am surprised that they would do this before they would sign one of the other two that are the yeah. real things that I'm interested mm-hmm. in. Pittsburgh. Well, it sounds like they're losing one of Latang or Malkin. I think they're 100% losing Latang. I think Malkin Ooh. would be more willing to stay for a little less money. Yeah, I would. I would 
figured they would pony up for the defenseman because they're so like without Latang, man, that defensive court looks pretty brutal. Yeah, but it's stuffed with all these long-term contracts on guys they don't really like. So they don't like they have Matheson, Pedersen, uh, Marino, all these guys on like four or five million dollar per year deals, and they don't like half of them, and they're long-term. Like they can't move on from those guys, so they yeah. have to move on from somebody. So yeah, let's just get rid of our best defenseman by far. Hundred percent. Why not? You Thanks. got Jari now. You're good. <laughs> That's how it works, right? You just have a good defense or a good goalie to make up for it. Yeah. Fun. Uh, okay, we have one more signing to talk about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be uh, Mark Giordano. Uh, yeah, the whole, you want signing, to talk about a hometown signing discount? for nothing. <laughs> Holy shit! The Dom, like Dom from the Athletic, had his contract value based on his current rate of play at six million a year. Yeah. And like, is it, could that fall off a cliff any at any point in the next two years? Yes, but at the same time, will it fall off enough to make uh, you know to make him a 750k player? Probably not. Right? It's fucked. It's so crazy. And now, like, even if he is like somewhat bad, they could just bench him and they won't even care. He like, could be your seventh defensive. defenseman, and it wouldn't yeah. even matter. And on it would a still defense. be value. It, oh, 100 percent. He'd be a great seventh defenseman, but ideally he's probably like what top four right now. So right now he's probably, I think he's probably in the top four, but ideally he's on your bottom pair. Yeah. Um, I think that's where they should aim for if I will. Yeah. Uh, but good to have. it's a good signing. There's not much more you could say about it. I think it's a really good. Well, you signing. don't want to do 25 minutes on Mark Giordano. No, I mean, he's a good player. He played really good for the Leafs. He's going to be really great depth. Again, we talk about at the beginning of the season um, when we went through our kind of reviews on teams, it's like having guys that are NHL players on your third pairing makes you a good team. Right? Like, it's as simple as that. Like, your your defensive depth early in the season is indicative of success in in within that season. and. They're going to have a really deep defensive core, if you, especially if you consider Lilligren and Sandine NHL-ready players. Uh, well, I think it's time. At least, like, Lilligren obviously showed in the season that he was ready. I guess they say he got pushed around a little bit in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. um, I think him and Sandine, I think they're penciling a lot of... I think Dubas is ready to pencil in a lot of the younger guys because they need those guys. Like, they need yeah. guys on ELC contracts to step up uh, and actually take roster spots. So, yeah. Fun. No, that's uh, good. Good start. Tyler, mm-hmm. what do you remember about the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs? Oh, is that the first bubble one? Uh, like the is that Tampa? No, that was the year the Tampa's first, first non bubble, the last non bubble, I think, right? That was the St. Louis Stanley Cup, right? St. Louis, Boston. St. Louis, Boston. What do I remember about it? I don't know. Other than the fact that St. Louis and and Boston played in the final, probably not very much. Uh, How many of the four first place finishers in the regular season were eliminated in the opening round? Probably three. Three. Okay. Next. Which team swept its first round series, then was swept in the second round? Oh, this was Winnipeg. The Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, Islanders, or Lightning? 
I thought it was the I thought it was the Jets that year. Um, Islanders wouldn't make sense because they went deep. What was the um? Sorry, you're, you're, the a year, you're a year. Oh, you're a year ahead. I mean, you're ahead. You so need what, to what, year it was go the Islanders a year earlier. You need to go to the St. Louis Boston Cup final. Okay, so who was it? Who swept and then swept again? Got I'm not again. telling you. This is the quiz I'm doing. So you give me, give me the, answer. the options. You can do the Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, Islanders, or Lightning. Uh, Blue Jackets, I guess. Is that the Lightning year? They okay. got swept? Uh, they swept them? Before 2019, when was the last time the Carolina Hurricanes had qualified for the Stanley Cup playoffs? 2006, 2009, 10, or 16? 2009. Okay. I I just are now realizing you're having me do an athletic quiz, aren't you? How many games in the 2019 playoffs went into overtime? 11, 13, 15, or 17? These are bad questions. 15. 15. These are like, how would you know that? Who led all players in goals during the 2019 playoffs? Logan Couture, Thomas Hurdle, Brad Marchand, or Vladimir Tarasenko? Uh, Marchand. Who was the only player to score more than one shorthanded goal in the 2019 playoffs? Andrew Cogliano, Thomas Hurdle, William Carlson, or Matt Nieto? Is that Nieto in San Jose? I don't know. Is it? Mm, I feel like it's Nieto. Okay. Uh, which team had the only players with a plus minus rating of plus 10 or better during the playoffs? Bruins, Hurricanes, Stars, or Blues? Probably the Blues. Okay. Which team had the most power play goals during the playoffs? Bruins, Stars, Blues, or Sharks? Sharks? Oh, Sharks. Because the Sharks did that. That was the Golden Knights year, was it not? I do, I'm not giving you hints. How, are we not doing this together, or is it just me doing it? No, this is I'm pretty, doing okay, it. So I'm pretty sure that's the 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 Sharks and Golden Knights series where they scored the four in in the one game. So I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Sharks just based on that. We'll see how you do, and then maybe we'll do one together. Uh, no. Which Blues? Well, this defen- is all we're doing. Which Blues defenseman scored his first career Stanley Cup playoff goal in overtime to win Game Two of the oh, final? Bertuzzo, Dunn, Gunnarsson, or Petrangelo? What? Bortuzzo. Fuck that guy. The St. Louis Blues won 16 games to take home the Stanley Cup. How many games did they lose? 7, 8, 19, or 10? <laughs> 19? What? No, sorry. 7, 8, 9, <laughs> or 10. <laughs> they had a losing record on the way they to the Stanley They had a losing Stanley record, Cups. but won the Cup. What a story. Sorry. Can I get the, can I get the numbers again? Ryan O'Reilly was speechless. I don't know how he did it, but... <laughs> What a captain. Let's go with 10, actually. 10. Uh, how many penalty shots were awarded during the 2019 playoffs? One. Four, five, six, or seven? What? Four. <laughs> Four, okay. That's surprisingly high. How many games were decided in multiple overtimes during the 2019 playoffs? Zero, two, four, or six? Four. Which How blues forward... Scored more goals in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. Tyler Bozak, Ryan O'Reilly, Jaden Schwartz, Alexander Steen. Uh, Steen. 
something there wanted me to wanted me to say Schwartz, but I'm gonna go okay. with Stain. The St. Louis Blues tied the record for road wins in one playoff year. How many road victories did they have? Nine, ten, eleven, or twelve? Eleven. Wow, that's a lot. Uh-huh. Who led all players in scoring during the Stanley Cup final? Bergeron, Marchand, O'Reilly, or Tarasenko? I don't think Tarasenko had a good final that year. O'Reilly won the cons. Let's go with uh, let's go with Bergeron. Fuck it. Okay. How did I do? Oh God. Uh, what? Oh, you got four out of fifteen. Perfect. Well, that's great. And with that, we'll end. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, thanks everybody for listening Fuck. to this podcast of smart, intelligent hockey guys. Uh, we thank you for listening and we will talk to you next week. Bye.